Episode 61, the Press Pass Podcast, presented by the Press Republican, with Editor-in-Chief Joe Latemplio, Night Editor Ben Rowe, I'm Sports Editor Joey LaFranca, and may I say, Joe, bienvenue. Welcome to you too, Joey Vats. <laughs> Always a pleasure. And Ben, bienvenue. Guten Tag. <laughs> sure, German, why not? Well, we're going to talk about the borders, but, you know, we'll mention German in there. If we're we'll... doing a little multicultural yeah, welcoming. Sure, why, why not? Why not? But... It's uh, it's a nice no. time for the uh, the border to it's be a open. Glorious day. Yes, we we've teared down the metaphorical wall. Well, as um, I read it somewhere, I think it must have been a quote in one of our stories. Someone said, "When the border is fine, you barely even notice. You know, it's almost like it's not even there. And but then when they put it up, it's like whoa, everything's changed. So it's gonna be nice to just go back to yeah, just having seeing Quebec license plates all over the place. Yeah. So what we were talking about is just recently the the border opened for Canadians to come down. When when was the actual day? Was that yesterday, Joe? Monday. That it actually opened Monday, up? Yeah. November eighth. So we didn't have a chance to record a podcast toward the end of last week. So we're doing an impromptu Tuesday podcast, which I think is our first. I don't think we've ever done one for a Tuesday no. before, but here we are but doing actually, one. This has been a lot of news to. It's actually a good time one. to. <laughs> it's a good time to do that. And Joe, we were talking about it just before, but our our print edition today had quite the the, the local flair to it. Sure did. Both, I think, for the first time in Press Republican history, which is some 80 years now, um, that both the A and B sections were 100% completely local news. Yeah. From top to bottom. Uh, news, sports, um, features, everything. Uh, and we... I think we even left some some on the cutting room floor. I think we uh, did. There was so much going on. And, and one thing in particular is that with the border and that kind of thing, it wasn't all depressing news either. I mean, the we'll get to some of the more sad news, but it was good news, you know, with the border. It's usually it takes like, oh my God, flooding or you know or something like that to fill the paper. But today was a good day to fill the paper. <laughs> yeah. So a lot's going on, and that um, shows. An active community, which is what you want, and uh, hopefully uh, things can keep moving forward um, as we plug through, continue to plug through COVID nineteen. Yeah, no question about it. And you look at you look at the border reopening, and we we've we've talked throughout all of the pandemic situations. Like there are these milestones where you're like, okay, we're getting we're in in terms of the return to normalcy, and this with the border is, is a huge milestone. I mean, this is the first time in quite some time that we can say that, you know, it's, a I think, one of the bigger steps toward a return to normalcy that we've seen in quite some time. Yeah, it's been 20 months since uh, the border travel was restricted to only essential personnel. Um, been a long time coming. Now, amazingly, Clinton County has done well with sales tax, uh, revenue. A lot of it has to do with the higher gas prices, yes. which is a double-edged sword. So will Canadians but come down and take down the gas prices? <laughs> doubtful. <laughs> Although it's cheaper for them, so they, they fill up when they're uh, here. Um, is it really? It is. Wow. And gas is expensive in, in Canada and uh-huh. Quebec. Um, in Canada. But they, uh, <laughs> you know, we thought, okay, November 8th, the border opens, we're going to get flooded with Canadians. Not really. Yes and no. Um, yeah. There were many who crossed the border. The border line, the wait was three to four hours at some point wow. to get in here. Um, our reporter, Mackenzie Delisle, went up to the rest stop on the southbound, uh, I think around exit 40 in the Northway, mm-hmm. where many, many Canadians had pulled over after crossing the border to go to the bathroom or stretch their legs. And she did several interviews with people. 
most of them were just going to continue south to Florida, uh, drive to Florida for the winter um, or other places oh, south. Yeah. Um, and as we met with um, the delegate uh, uh, delegate general yes. of, of mm-hmm. Quebec last week with the Chamber of Commerce and Gary Douglas, um, they were surmising that what we might see right away is more business travel. All these Canadian businesses located here in Clinton County, their mm-hmm. executives, their officers, their administrators, haven't been able to come down here right. to conduct business in person. Sure. They've had to Zoom. So now we'll see them here mm-hmm. mostly because they can. their companies will pay for their tech, COVID tests, right. 125 bucks a pop. Yep. They'll pay for their hotels and everything. So they'll come down here. Those people, they'll shop, they'll, they'll eat, and they'll spend some money. Yeah. But the casual tourist... Or shopper, day tripper that we see a lot of, probably won't see many, many of them for a while. Right. Because they need the COVID test, and that's that could be costly. And Gary Douglas was saying when Canadians get sick of it and they complain to the government, then, then maybe they'll change it. Mm. Um, but I think we'll see a trickling of them from time to time. It's interesting. Yesterday I drove, afternoon I drove through the mall parking lot, Hannaford parking lot, Walmart and Sam's Club parking lots. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see one single Quebec plate. No. Yeah, it kind of yeah, surprised yeah, yeah. me. Yeah, you know what? I actually kind of noticed the same thing out and about yesterday and today for that matter too. And I I, I drove up to uh, I drove up to Champlain today at the Walgreens up there actually to get my my COVID booster and I didn't see any Canadian plates, nothing. Yeah. Not nothing at all. Yeah, so I think they're all on the Northway going south. Yes, probably. Which is fine. Yeah. Well, yeah. talk about the value of rest areas to pull people off and at least get a bit of money for them buying a Danish and a Mountain Dew. So you ever, yeah. is that where you get a Danish yeah, and that's a Mountain Dew? That's, that's quite the combo. Um, <laughs> that, that threw me off for a second. You would eat it. <laughs> I, I hate Danish. Oh. Hate it. Absolutely, absolutely hate it. And I, you know, you know I've, I've cut out soda. I have not had any soda since March of 2021. Well, you can have a diet soda. No. Yeah. No soda. <laughs> do it, Joey. Basically, Wait, I thought... Wait, March of 2021? I thought it was March of 2020. No, 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 no. Oh. No. <laughs> I needed soda to get through 2020. <laughs> yeah. But no, I have I've cut it out. I'm, I'm having... It's water or vitamin water and occasionally a Gatorade or something like that. Hey. That's, 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 that's about it. Orange Gatorade. Only flavor that yeah. I really... The uh, only flavor that I really enjoy anymore. Blue game, right? And blue's good. Yes. Blue's good. Um, but what I, We're what getting I, off track. Yes. No. What I was going to say... Well, actually, wait. What was I going to say? See, <laughs> your Danish thing totally threw me off. Oh, yeah. Have you ever thought about, like... Uh, you drive, We drive by all these rest stops. Never even know what they look like on the inside. Sometimes I just want to, like, pull off, go into them, and be like, all right, this is what it looks like. That's and, sometimes a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. You never, you never know. They all look alike. Made pretty much, yeah. Dirty, crappy bathrooms. Ooh, yes. Um, and a, a broken down water fountain. Who knows what happens. <laughs> but no, some of them are nice right here. Yo, let's not trash all the <laughs> <laughs> country rest up. Yeah. There's some good ones. Yeah. There's one down by Lewis thing. Like, this just basically like an overlook and that kind of thing. You can go up there oh, yes, it's high up, but that's yes. on the northbound side, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that yep. is a, that is a nice one. So there are some nice ones. Yeah, well, they're now they call them tech stops. Yes, uh, yes, it's not worth it. Stop at the tech stop. Yes, yes. As I, you know, I won't even joke about that. I will be. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm sure I will. Don't be, text and drive. I'm sure I will be taking part in a a, dry, a a rest stop or two this coming weekend as I go to Cortland, yep. which we will get into in a little bit. Yes, uh-huh. but my only other thought on the border is the fact that, again, um, you know. 
yes, do you spot the Quebec license plates when you're rolling around town? Yes. But more than that, again, it's just like in terms of psychological things, just knowing the border is affected, this huge border is affected, has been a psychological thing through the pandemic. That yeah, yeah. You see the signs on the Northway when you're driving up that say, like, the border is closed, special, only special passengers, and yeah. that kind of thing. And it's been like this wait, and then every month we get the reminder, border is still closed, border is still closed. And yes. it's like, ah, oh, things are still bad, the border is still closed, and now the border is open. So like yeah. Joe was saying, it's a step. Is it a full step? Maybe not, but it's a step in the right direction. So, Yep. Um, mm. it, it's been, like I said, 20 months. It's hard to believe that we went through that. I mean, if you go through the checklist of like stuff that had to happen from, like I don't know, spring of 2020 when businesses are closed and capacity is low, when the border is closed, we've slowly been ticking off like our turn to normalcy. Well, in the this summer of 2019... 2020? No, no. In the summer of 2019, I remember my wife and my daughter were sitting around. It was uh, like a Saturday morning, and we're like, what do we want to do? And my wife said, Montreal Impact are playing. Why don't we go up and watch the game tonight? Yeah. Okay, no problem. And like that, you can just go mm -hmm. to Montreal. Right. In your backyard. Yep. And we haven't been able to do that. Nope. Um, no, I've done, yeah, just spontaneous yes, <laughs> pop yes. up to Canada and Montreal. Mm hmm so it's 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 hopefully it's it's good news that will continue to come. Yeah, right. absolutely. Now on the flip side of things. Oh wait, one last thing. What Ben? <laughs> Jeez, oh, I don't think this was Joe's time, but I was reading a look back the other day when you didn't even need a passport to go across the Canadian border. No. When you could just go up there and hey, <laughs> drive yeah. through. Yeah. And it's like whoa, that's crazy to me, especially in the post nine eleven. <laughs> they didn't even ask for a driver's license. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you want to drive the rest of the show? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Jeez. Ticking me off already. Yes. No, I'm Transition. Kid. I kid, I'm fine. Um, <laughs> ben now says, See? We've been See what I have to put up with, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> See what you have to put up with. Listen to yourself. Look in the mirror. Call Transition. The, call in the pot the kettle black. <laughs> um, but on the flip side now of things. Joey the no, I got it. I got it. You leave me be. I got it. Um, as far as... Um, prisons. That is the negative. That is the negative thing from um, our paper. This, yes. Today. This paper, yeah. yes, we learned yesterday that Mariah Shock Incarceration Facility in in Mariah uh, will be one of six state prisons closing within ninety days, as ordered by Governor Kathy Hochul, mm -hmm. um, who's basically following through on previous Governor Andrew Cuomo's pledge to reduce the amount of prisons in the state. Because the number of inmates is, I think, about half of what it was 20 years ago. Yeah, 10, and as someone ago. said in the story, is that it was, it's unfortunate, but it wasn't surprising is that we had heard no, that this no. was... We were hoping that our area would be spared because we lost uh, the Clinton Correctional Annex in mm -hmm. March. Right. And in previous rounds, we lost Lion Mountain, Chattagay, and Gabriel's. Mm -hmm. um, but Mariah Shock, um, you know, it's going to be tough for the that part of southern Essex County um, they have about I think uh, 75 jobs and or 100 jobs or something like that and 75 inmates what type, uh, what type of inmates are housed there it's kind of an alternative uh, okay. incarceration program where you go it's, it's like a military boot camp okay uh, scared straight kind of thing sure so you're not talking about the the worst the worst type of most likely not yeah that's good um, uh, lower level uh, 
inmates. Honestly, uh, with the bail reform laws and stuff now, I'm sure that kind of like factors into low. That's low, what some people are saying. Yeah, low inmate right numbers. And you know they would uh, they have a lot of um, exercise um, work details programs. They, well, they would be thing. out in the community helping people. And sure. It was like a really regimented. So that's why it's called shock. Like, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, yeah, is that even, you know, um, when you read the paper, you see them mentioned a lot down there. So they are pretty knit into the community. Yes. So they do like public service stuff and yeah. that kind of thing. So yeah, it's a, it's as you know, it's going to be a shakeup for the community. I remember when it opened in 1989, it was hailed as, oh, this is a great program. It's going to be great for Mariah going to be great for the prison system and and, you know it has worked out well uh, by all accounts that i know of so it was a little 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 disturbing to hear that news yesterday that means people gotta i mean the state is famous for saying oh no jobs will be lost Mm. okay but those jobs in mariah will be lost which means they have to go elsewhere yeah it's, uh, it's kind of and you're talking and you're talking. Yeah, it's disruptive. I think that's a great word because you're talking about legitimately people having to recreate their careers in a certain extent, mm-hmm. whether it has mm-hmm. to be moving or finding a new career path. I mean, that that's tough. That's not that's not an easy thing to do. And, and yes, and that's official said the whole you know no jobs loss. It's a bit of slippery language right there as far as well. Yes, the it's deceiving. Be, yes, it's, the it's jobs deceiving. won't be lost, but they have to rearrange their potential their families and that kind Here's of thing. Here's the thing: many progressives will say, prison shouldn't be a jobs program. It should be for uh, incarceration and rehabilitation. Okay, yes, absolutely. But the fact is, it is mm-hmm. an economic boost to these uh, communities. Sure, it's and the state jobs. has mm-hmm. to take that into consideration um, when they make these decisions. Um, how much is it going to hurt the community? Can the facility be reused, mm-hmm. repurposed for something else? Um, there's a lot that goes into this. Uh, Which I believe in an earlier article, the governor's office did say they were exploring, um, reusing, seeing, you know, what can we do with this place. But Yeah, well, a lot what's of people gonna, would say, what a bunch of baloney. Yes, what's <laughs> going to come with that? I mean, Shattagay, <laughs> Shattagay Drug Treatment uh, Facility was built and opened in 1990. It was open for 20 years, and then it, they closed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a relatively new piece of property. Um, they haven't been able to do anything with it. Mm-hmm. Lion Mountain, which is much older, um, they haven't been able to do anything with that property as mm-hmm. well. So it's hard to repurpose a prison. <laughs> yeah, I think. Oh, uh, you know what? I, I I always say, you know, I mean, you look at a you look at uh, any type of prison building, uh, and it's you know, there's a st- you know, who wants to have that like who wants to take that over who wants to recreate it it's it's a tough thing to try and to try and recreate for a, a different what was use the, what was the place that the jewish day campers were looking into repurposing what was um, the prison was it was it gabriel's yeah that's what i thought really mm. one of those over there that's yeah, fascinating yeah. Mm. which makes sense you know um have dorms for the campers and I, i'm not sure i think that's still <laughs> well up in the on the reverse um, 1980 Winter Olympics, the Athletes Village. Mm-hmm. That's now a prison. Whoa. Really? Yes, Raybrook FC. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. I, I didn't know that, but that makes sense. <laughs> <clears throat> That's fascinating. I never really realized that before. <laughs> so the Olympic Village is actually turned it's into a prison. It's a prison. Oh, okay. Well, that works, I guess. One from <laughs> one to the other. Ecstasy to agony. 
for some reason, that makes me think of the fact that weren't the old Clinton dorms, weren't those barracks of like the um, the Air Force Base or something like that? Clinton Community College? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were um, airmen, uh, airmen and, or enlisted personnel uh, yes. barracks. And when I heard that and when I went in there, I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. They, those, talk about small dorm rooms. Those yes. rooms yes. were tiny. Those they were, were like closets. Those were Spartan <laughs> dorm rooms. <laughs> But you talk about <laughs> repurposing things, you know. I guess that's part of why Park is such a miracle. So they will take these facilities and what the heck are we going to do with an airbase and turn it into... Yeah, make it useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make it a lot but more it's useful. Hard. <laughs> On the flip side of things... Speaking of colleges... We're going to talk about colleges now? What's I that? thought we weren't going to talk about colleges. No. We're not going to... No. <laughs> We're not going to talk about colleges. Ben is just totally ruining <laughs> well, the flow of this episode. Just the, we, we heard floating around possibly some enrollment things, that kind of thing, but no, that's in the future. So All right. Future episode. Future episode. Yeah, <laughs> future episode. We're going to talk about elections. Can you let me drive the ship here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We hadn't had a chance to actually talk about elections. First of all... I'm still a little salty about not having much of an opportunity to have too much of a, a nice hot pizza. I was out and about covering soccer, but you guys were feasting on pizza and, and I heard wings. Joe taunted you about that? Yes, Joe, ta- Joe taunted <laughs> me. Yes, Joe taunted No, you texted me. Oh, okay. it, was very, it was a very personal taunt. <laughs> texted me and said, you're missing out as I'm, as I'm cold and covering two soccer games. But what it we lacked in, in warmth and hotness, we made up for in quantity. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. But... Give us the election rundown as a whole. What were some shockers? Were there, you know, just things that people were expecting? Anything out of the ordinary? What can you tell us, Joe? Uh, there was a couple upsets. Um, locally, it was a light year. Uh, not too many big races. Um, Clinton County Legislature was probably the highlight of the local races here. Where Democrats won. Um, they won in area four, six, eight. And ten. Okay. Um, and Francis Perrier was unopposed, a Republican in Area 2. He won. Um, Clinton County Treasurer Kimberly Davis and DA Andy Wiley ran unopposed and won. And City Council, there were three races unopposed. They Incumbents, they all won. Um, big race in Franklin County. The Franklin County judge, uh, Elizabeth Crawford, leads Craig Carrero, I think, by 14 votes. But there's a whole bunch of absentees oh, wow. to still be counted um, next week. Any and feel as to how the absentee ballots could sway? Um, it's hard to tell. I, I mean, mean, with that narrow of yeah, a Yeah, that close mo- a vote. Yeah. That, could, that could make a difference. Tupper Lake, village mayor, was a dead heat. Really? 371 votes each for Paul, incumbent Paul mm-hmm. Maroon and challenger Ed, Ed Sheen. Really? Dead wow. heat. So there's a few other Tupper races. Lake is divided. Well, they got, they're on the edge. they got <laughs> a lot going on. So, man, they're going to look for, forward to their future with the, either a new leader or, or their, their same old one. Um, they have the river pigs. Yes. <laughs> Tupper Lake's got it going on. Um... <laughs> The uh, I'm trying to think. There was a couple other races that might be decided yes. by uh, absentee ballots. Um, Saranac Clerk. Um, da, da, da. Wasn't there also Scotter Falls um, possibly was a fairly close race? No, so. the supervisor, Kevin Randall, won there. Bill Chase was defeated, it appears, in Danamora. He's an incumbent. Um, Sam Dyer, um, the in. From Beatontown, the incumbent was defeated by Norm Davis. That was considered an upset. 
Um, there was so there was a few shockers um, yeah. this time around, yeah. and the, and then we had the state propositions. Yeah. Most yes. Tell us more about that because I feel like that was at least from my perspective that wasn't stuff I was fully aware of until I. Until yeah, I saw there that. was some last minute pushes to educate people on that. Um, uh, they had to do with voting and redistricting mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, Republicans didn't like it. And Democrats did, and Shocker. Republicans pretty much won that. Yeah, uh, they were. They all, were they all defeated? Um, yes, I can't remember. They were. Mm. Yeah, and the fifth one was New York City only, so it didn't oh, matter okay. to us. Okay. Although um, clean air and clean water, people voted for that. Yes, that's I last. I said I want clean air <laughs> yes. and clean water. So we're in favor of that. That's if you, good. If you can't sell the clean air, clean water bill, then what are you doing? <laughs> I want smog. I want pollution. Fill the air with gas and other things. But, <laughs> that's no, that's good though. I mean, you look at you look at that election as a whole. Joe, you said it. You know, a light year, but it definitely sounds like there were some interesting um, storylines, which is always good from our perspective, just from a reporting perspective. And you also see, you know. A good amount of of interest in a light year still, and that's that's always good to see as well. Because you well, never yes. you never know how the voting turnout will be. Like. Well, um, it, was, well it, it was light as predicted. But yeah, but early voting was up a tick compared to um twenty nineteen off year. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. and you know also is that it can't go unsaid that in nowadays um times of we'll say tumultuous elections, you know it it went smoothly. So the North Country can pull off a. Yes, yeah, yeah. no complaints so, for that. Yeah, we have teased it too long. Now, uh, if you if you are not prepared, you will just have to do this. And and we did not talk about this in our, our pre show gathering, but we will give right now our top five Halloween candies because we never had a chance to do that, and we're just go. gonna do, we're just gonna do it. I don't care who goes first. Okay, Joe, kick us off. You want? I want. I'll go first. Mm-hmm. Okay, you ready? I'm gonna yes. give my top five Halloween candies. Okay, number one. Crunch. Crunch bar, number one. Yes, agreed. Kit Kat, number two. Yes. Reese's Cups, number three. Okay. Twix, number four. And are you ready for my fifth? This is a weird one. I hope you're ready. Milk Duds, number five. Oh, yes. That is my top five. Ben, what about you? All right, so my top five are, let's see, number one, <laughs> Necco Wafers. Oh, stop. <laughs> number two. Come on. Black Licorice. No, no, let's be serious here. Number three. See? Good and Plenties. <laughs> Ben's just trying to, like, sabotage yeah. us all. Number four, those little wax soda bottles that I've never been able to figure out how to eat them. Oh, those are good. I like them. <laughs> <laughs> number four. Uh, four circus peanuts. No, no, no way. And number five. You're just li- you're giving the top five most random um, Halloween candies. Mike and Ike's. Mike and Ike's. Mike and Ike's aren't bad. So are the, what about your actual top five? <laughs> Why don't we give Joe and then you could actually give yes. a serious top five? All right, mine are not too unsimilar okay. than yours. Okay. I'll go Snickers. Okay. Reese's. Yep. Twix. Yep. Milky Way. 
Yeah. And then the fifth one, I'm going to go Starburst. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's more, yeah. Kid, I, I, kids I, like Starburst. Oh, yeah. Have you ever had the um, the, uh, the Starburst uh, jelly beans? Yes. Oh, my God, those yeah, are great. They are Come good. Easter time. Those are very, very good. But, Ben, why don't you give us a serious top five? You don't need to stop Stop looking things up. Just <laughs> right? off this the top. Research. No, off the top of your head, what's in your heart? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Come on. Number one, jokes were more like parade candy, but I'll excuse that. Number per- two. It was the same candy I had. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Well, is that Starbursts. Those are always at parades. But... You don't uh, like Starburst? I do like Starburst. Okay. Not Halloween, though. <laughs> That'd be in the right season. The seasonal candies. Um, so, I like Crunch Bars. Okay. Um, classic Hershey's Bars. Yes. Okay, yep. Yeah. Yes. Can't go wrong. Um, oh, what's Butterfingers? Ooh. Very chewy. Never, Ooh. Never ending. Um, can I can I add the grab bag of small candy bars as just one entry? You sure, know what I'm about. you can do whatever your heart desires. Yes, so people know what I'm talking about the one that has the mini crunch bars and the yes. mini hundred grand. Yeah, oh, hundred grand. Yes. I might actually have to reconsider my list. That that yeah, I'm gonna replace milk dud with a hundred grand. And then my last one will probably be. Little bags of M and M's. Okay, yeah, those, yeah, that's yeah. a cool yeah, house. Mm-hmm. Nobody mentioned Three Musketeers. I, I was thinking about I that. I have a weird. You make them? They yes. do. Yeah, and I, I, was, I don't remember. Did you bring in the in. big bag? Was <laughs> that you that brought in the big <laughs> bag that sat there? Th- those were in there. They were. Yes, they were. Oh. It was those and um, Milky Way was in there. Three Musketeers. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Was I in don't there. Ever remember getting Three Musketeers. Oh, and those little twi- those little those little Twix were in there. Oh, now so. I was here on Halloween night. Um, Joe, however, was home giving out candy. What did the Latemplio's house give out? Uh, well, I had a, I bought one of those big bags with the assorted uh, yeah, oh, the one you brought in, yes. in, and then I bought another big bag of the little um, Nestle's, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Goodbar, mm-hmm. yes, and, and Crackle maybe. Yes, the, oh, the really cr- small one. Crackle is underrated. Yes. Crackle. Crackle's kind of like crunch, yes. in yeah, my it opinion. Is. Yeah. It's like the cousin. Yes. And, but we, it really is, yes. <laughs> we once again, for the second year, used the COVID social distance candy shoot. Yes. You should just do that from now on, because I, 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 I think kids will have fun kids with that. Loved it. And I you don't have to open the door. You nope. just kind of shoot it down. Out the window. I think yeah. there's a picture of it on your Twitter, either from this year or Now, did yeah, you make a new yeah. one this year, or was that one? No, nope. same pipe. So where do you store that? Side of the garage. <laughs> <laughs> People walk into your garage. What, what is this? Although my uh, my wife pointed out that the uh, we because we painted it orange and black last mm-hmm. year, uh, the in the orange faded a little bit. So we're gonna have to touch it up for next year. <laughs> I like that though. I like that. Hey, that's pretty cool. That yeah, is, pretty cool. That is yeah. solid. The Lecampias would not get TP'd for that candy selection. Good. Yes. That's good. <laughs> so can I get my little sports update? Before yes, sir. We, before we wrap things up, so a busy, busy sports weekend last last Saturday. We crowned. New volleyball, three volleyball champions, Peru won Class B, um, Saranac Lake won Class C, and um, Northern Adirondack won Class D, so those are volleyball uh, champions. Um, In football, Peru beat PHS in Class B, Um, 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 Saranac Lake beat Saranac in an absolute thriller 
Um, Unbelievable. Some people on the Saranac side of things will say they, they got the t- uh, short end of the stick, and I can totally understand that. Um, little synopsis of that game on the last play. Well, it's almost a, uh, some people's eyes, it should have been the last play. Um, in overtime, Saranac was down by one. They score. They 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 were down by a touchdown. They scored. They went for two. Um, Hunter Devins was able to get in for a two point conversion, but on the opposite end of the field, um, there was a flag thrown for an illegal formation. Uh, Saranac was celebrating, and they thought they had won the game, only to find out that a flag had been called. A flag had been thrown. Then a delay of game was called after that. That pushed Saranac all the way back to I believe what was the. Uh, 13 or so, um, and then they had to kick a 20-yard field goal to try and tie the game, and that came up short. So um, Saranac Lake held on to win 36-35. Um, and then in Class D, an actually very interesting game. Mariah ended up winning 20-13 to over off Sable Valley, but um, that was a lot tighter of a game than I think a lot of people expected. Mariah is very... Um, well respected around the league and I think respected around the state um, this year and Osable put it to them. They gave them they gave them all they had um, and they almost ended up pulling off an upset but Mariah won class D. Um, soccer wise, exciting week for section 7 soccer. Um, the Saranac girls are headed to the final four. The Osable Valley girls are headed to the final four. And the Shazy boys and Beekmantown boys are all headed to the Final Four for soccer. So congratulations to those schools. That is quite something. Um, the Willsboro girls had their season come to an end against Chattagay. They gave it all they had. They ended up losing one to nothing um, against Chattagay in the regional, fi- in the regional final. Um, great season, though, for Willsboro. Uh, I think them winning a sexual championship really culminates what they've been working at for multiple years. So congratulations to them for all their success. Um, swim championships. I'll say Valley is girls swim champions. Um, so congratulations to them and congratulations to... There are four girls from Plattsburgh High who won various events and they'll be going to states as well. So congratulations to them. Um, and I'm trying to think of anything else that Cross I could country. possibly... Cross country was on Friday, yeah. So congratulations to the cross country champions, and then also, I mean, Plattsburgh State stuff. I mean, it was almost uh, the Plattsburgh State Oswego men's hockey game was almost like old, you know, news that people forgot about. Second but, fiddle. Well, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, what a what a game! Plattsburgh and Oswego ended up tying two to two. Plattsburgh State women's hockey gets their Northeast Women's Hockey League schedule underway with a five one win. Annie Katanka, AK forty seven, has a hat trick. And um, Plattsburgh State basketball, the women lost to Canton to open their season, and the men split their opening season tournament in Connecticut. Um, I cannot remember the name of the team that Plattsburgh State beat. It began with an S, um, but they did finish the they did finish their opening tournament one and one. So a lot of stuff going on um, for the Saranac girls and Osable Valley girls. I will see you in Cortland this Saturday. I wish you the best of luck. I hope to be writing up some state championship uh, stories, and uh, I think that would be pretty fun. And then meanwhile, uh, Ryan Hayner and John Coyer will be down in uh, Middletown to cover the Beekmantown boys and Shazy boys. So a lot going on, a lot has happened, and that is your sports recap. Go Lady Chiefs. Yes. it is. Uh, this is the time of year where it's funny. People always ask me, like, do you root for the teams? Do you root? I, I, I said, I cover the teams. Obviously, I'm supporting our local teams at this point because these are the teams we cover. Um, and I, I, I hope the best for, for our teams. I think, it, I think it's great to see. I mean, Saranac is, Saranac is good. 
Saranac is a very good team, and uh, Sable Valley is good as well. If you got, if you make it to the final four, you're good. That's right. That's the bottom line. So let's hope for good weather. Yes, I'm a little worried about that. To be honest, I was looking at the weather for Friday and Saturday, and it does not look um, ideal. Um, but we'll see how things go, and uh, hopefully, it's not as bad. It won't be cold though. I have in past final That's fours. Good. In past final fours, I've been down in Middletown and. Frozen, man, oh man! It, yes, it's not Final Four; it's Frozen Four, and that ain't hockey. That's uh, it's just cold soccer games. But once again, congratulations to all of our teams, and um, hopefully we have some uh, state champions by the end of this weekend. I think that would be quite a quite a feat. Oh, and also to uh, this weekend for football, Peru will be playing Messina on Friday night in a regional semifinal for football, and Saranac Lake will be playing Augsburg Free Academy. Joey, yes, you missed your calling. You should have been an auction barker. Why? With the way that you can rattle off all that knowledge. I, like, by the way, he, he doesn't can, even have it on a screen. I have, I have absolutely no notes up. That's just all in my head. So there we go That's for impressive. that. But was that a good sports update, Joe? He's a savant. I, I, I'm, I'm a savant. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all I have. But do we have anything else we need to add? Or are we going to get out of here? No, I think we're good. Um, it's been a busy news week. Yes. Yes, and it will and continue. It rolls on. Yes. Absolutely, oh, but happy birthday to my wife, fifty-six years old. Hey, oh my God, you just shared your age on the podcast. Birthday. Is she gonna be mad? No. You sure? She don't care. <laughs> she don't care. We can we can beep it out. She <laughs> beep. <laughs> I like that. I like that. But anyways, you can listen to this podcast on PressRepublican.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also find it on our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter pages. And if you can't find it anywhere else, you certainly let me know, and we'll see what we can do about that. Um, Hi, Joey. I can't find the podcast. <laughs> but we'll see how that goes. But Joe, sign us off. Thank you, everyone, for listening once again and for all your support. And we wish everybody a little weak side health.